Hello, and welcome to the MindTickle podcast. I am Kevin Matsushita, Head of Partnerships and Alliances here at MindTickle. In today's episode, we'll hear about how sales teams are rising up to today's challenges by maximizing seller performance with virtual training and coaching. We are privileged to hear from Gop Karen Rao, our Chief Strategy and Marketing Officer, and Dave Matson, the CEO of Sandler Training. Gop and Dave are veteran readiness and sales training experts, and we'll be speaking about how our partnership and the joint solution between MindTickle and Sandler can instill a transformational virtual sales training and coaching culture of applied knowledge, skill development, and behavior change. Key success factors as companies worldwide are requiring customer-facing and sales teams to make the shift to remote engagement with their customers and prospects. Through our partnership, customers will be able to apply what they've learned from Sandler's best-in-class sales training and use MindTickle's data-driven virtual training and coaching sales readiness platform to instill a transformational virtual sales training and coaching program. Today, more than ever, sales teams are getting their training and coaching online to incrementally improve their performance and accelerate deal closure. Before we get our conversation started today, I'd like to introduce our speakers. Gop Kiran Rao is the Chief Strategy and Marketing Officer. Here he is driving the next stage at MindTickle by developing and executing the company's thought leadership and market development programs for Fortune 500, mid-market, and SMB companies alike. Gop brings 18 plus years of experience developing products and go-to-market strategies for limitless vertical solutions. Prior to joining MindTickle, Gop was a Senior Vice President of Products and Industries and also Vice President of Vertical Markets at Aptis. And prior to that, he worked at Model N as a Senior Director of Strategic Markets and Industry Marketing. Gop is an industry expert in technology, medical technology, communications, media and entertainment, manufacturing, pharmaceuticals, biotech, and more. Dave Matson is a best-selling author, sales and management thought leader, keynote speaker, and leader for sales training seminars around the world. As CEO and president of Sandler Training, Dave oversees the corporate direction and strategy for the company's global operations, including sales, marketing, consulting, alliances, and support. His key areas of focus are leadership, strategy, and client satisfaction. Under his leadership, Sandler has been recognized four times in the top 20 sales training companies by trainingindustry.com and nine times by Entrepreneur Magazine's Franchise 500 as the number one sales training company in the United States. During his years as CEO, revenue from the company's corporate training division has increased by 53%, international revenue by more than 145%, and total company revenue by 35%. So let's get the conversation started. Uh, Gop and Dave, welcome to the, to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. And I'd like to start off by asking this question. You know, while sales teams are constantly challenged to course correct as market conditions change, the common notion is that the changes needed today are unprecedented. What are you seeing and hearing in conversations you are having in the marketplace today with respect to the state of selling in the world of enterprise sales? Gope, maybe you first, if you could share some of the insights you've garnered from conversations you're having with our customers and highlight some of the skills and behaviors that are imperative for success today. You know, Kevin, you use the word unprecedented, unparalleled, unbelievable, and those are other words that come to mind. Because what would normally be 
hyperbole. It seems almost normal now to describe this perfect storm for B2B vendors and sellers since the pandemic hit us in March, and I guess the world came to kind of a grinding halt. But what was unprecedented, and not just for me, but for everyone that's in the business of selling or marketing, was really the loss of in-person access. Ultimately, FaceTime, and not the way Apple sells it, but you know what we think about when two or more people are in the same room, in the same physical space, defines both our species and the way our species sells best. Everything that we've built, everything that I've personally been used to over my couple of decades in enterprise has really been geared around solutioning, selling, implementing. Everything was geared for analog, right? Meeting in person, training in person, coaching in person. But the pandemic changed all of that. And that's the first aha moment, that moment of insight you speak about. And you know, I'll sort of reference Paul Hudson, the CEO of uh, pharma giant Sanofi, who made, I thought, a very important point in an interview in April. He proclaimed the end of the one meeting business trip. And I'm sure Dave has his in a fair share of stories uh, with meetings of those kind. I certainly do. But Hudson's statement underlined a much bigger point. You know, broad changes to life experienced during COVID-19, pandemic, coronavirus, call it what you will, could become ingrained and have a longer lasting effect similar to changes made after 9-11. And why is that? Well, you know, if you look at what our customers, many of the companies I'm talking to are doing is they're racing to resiliency by embracing telework and telecommunication. The numbers are already out there in the public, right? 60, 70, perhaps 80% of the global workforce is moving to a new paradigm in which everyone will be remote some of the time and many will be remote all of the time. And this gives rise for sales leaders in particular, the problem of what I'll call digital squared. Because if you are a CRO or you're looking at your CMO, your head of enablement or readiness, or you're any other field revenue executive and manager, everyone will have to drive in some ways and maybe even expand initiatives that digitally onboard, skill, align, monitor, and coach what will be remote teams for the second piece of digital, which is digital selling, digital planning, digital engagement. And it gives rise to this problem of being effective, efficient on that digital screen, which is you know, typically going to be 10 by 12 or 10 by 15. And this impacts every nuance of your customer engagement. Once the opportunity counter starts rolling, your needs assessment, your qualification, your value selling, your pre-sales motion, executive alignment, quoting, everything. This is the reset moment of our B2B selling lives. Uh, but I think COVID-19 has simply been an accelerator for this new normal. And I think that is what is truly unprecedented and is either a challenge or an opportunity for every company out there. And that's sort of, uh, I guess, where I'll hand it off to Dave. Well, I would absolutely agree. I, I think that if we really look at what's gone on the last, let's just say 60 to 90 days, I think the innovation from the sales and management perspective is probably you know, leapfrogged five to 10 years. We all know that we had to do certain things that uh, never happened, but now it does. You know, for me, I think if we start focusing in on sales leaders in today's environment, I believe they're even more important than they ever been. Because look, sales leaders, you know, we are in charge of revenue coming into the organization. We're in charge of bringing the right types of people into our organization, making sure that they're the ambassadors of our brand. 
you know, we're the ones that the salespeople come to when they have to negotiate deals, whether it's, you know, and you don't want to give away that margin, of course. So all roads lead to sales leadership. And the fact of the matter is our research says that over 43% of them come into the role without any experience. So, oh my goodness. So now I've got a person who is in the utmost important role in an organization. I'm not downplaying any other role, but I think it's pivotal, you know, and they don't have that experience. And as Gope said, the world is changing so dramatically, right? It's just, we, you know, I think, what, here's what happens. I think you have to get eight days of training. You know, that's a bare minimum for most high-class organizations. And so, you know, we all say we coach. Most sales leaders will say, yes, we coach, we coach. My, my opinion is I think they're coaching on fantasy. It's not data-driven. It's whatever they were told happened, which is we know, you know, it's not exactly the way that they said that. And so, you know, when we're doing situational coaching versus a traditional coaching plan, I think that, you know, for us, it's going to be harder if we have not gone through that transition of completely digital. I think it's without data-driven, you know, data, we're not going to do coaching the right way. We're going to be coaching on the wrong area. Now we've got people coming into the organization. We're not going to be able to onboard them for, with our culture, our tools, everything else the way that we should. And of course, that's the most pivotal point of a new employee when they first come in. You know, they need to feel good about it. The company needs to feel good about it. And so I think that's important. We're going to have to go back to some of the tools that maybe weren't used as often as they should have been. Like, for instance, let's say pre-call planner. So, you know, everyone says they do it, but most people actually don't do it. But from a sales leadership perspective, we're going to have to start making sure that they are utilizing our tools. They are on our platform and use it as a coaching foundation, quite frankly, because I can make sure my team, if I was a sales leader, is doing those pre-call planners, if I'm using that as just a simple example, and then coach to it because chances are that's my coaching opportunity before it occurs. You know, if you have a choice as a sales leader, are we coaching after the fact, like here's what happened or should we be doing it ahead of time? And then, you know, I think it's always the best case you could do it ahead of time, which is the reason why I love those pre-call planners versus, hey, you know, how was your day? Hey, what happened? So, so those are some of the things that I'm seeing out there. That's fantastic, Dave. And, you know, together both you and Gope have talked a little bit about some of the skills that new sellers today need to have, as well as some of the gaps that are apparent amongst sales leadership. So I'd like uh, for us to now shift and talk a little bit about how customers can benefit from our partnership to fill some of these gaps and elevate the performance of their teams a little bit more. Um, why, Dave, is this partnership so important right now and in the future? Well, Listen, I'm a big fan of MindTickle. I think that the combination of Sandler and the platform is just, you know, it should take that organization to the next level of, you know, expertise. And, and here's why. Coaching, we already talked about it. I think that what you bring to the table to sales leaders will help me pinpoint exactly what I need to be coaching. I can help my people accelerate their productivity faster. It helps me because I don't have a lot of that hindsight. I don't have the information at my fingertips, which I would, you know, with this. And I also think that my onboarding issue, you know, onboarding is one of those things and hiring is one of those things that sales leaders and companies never actually track what the cost of a bad hire is. And, 
you know, we can talk about whether it's a bad hire or were they not onboarded properly. And I think lots of the times that they weren't onboarded properly. So this, in my opinion, really fills two gaps that are out there that are holding most organizations back from being as effective as they possibly could be. And in tomorrow's world, we're going to channel. I mean, that's just a, that's just fact, right? The sales, the sales dynamics are changing. Outside sales, I think, is going to run into some trouble. I think that we're going to be more scientific in our sales approach as we move forward. You know, inside sales, SDRs, whatever we're going to call them, they have been doing this for years, not outside sales. So now the world is changing, and I think you're also going to see an influx of channel. And most organizations do not do a good job in managing that channel relationship. So for me, it checks off all the boxes that I know where the current gaps are that are widening in tomorrow's world. Well, thank you, Dave. And Gope, I know we're excited and privileged to be partnering with Dave and the Sandler team. You know, what are some aspects of the partnership that you are viewing as critically important for us to move the market forward today? First, I want to say thanks to Dave and his team at Sandler for the investment of trust and effort that they have put into bringing this partnership to bear. Um, you know, I like to think that market leaders find each other naturally, but the environment we're all operating in has perhaps made our partnership more natural now. Um, and a big part of that has been their belief in their choice of a technology partner. But to answer your question more directly, Kevin, I think the need for our partnership and I'm going to pick up on a couple of points Dave made, especially his very astute combination about sort of coaching as a fantasy. You know, I think the need for our partnership starts with a common philosophy to enabling our customers to build a system focused on their people and the behaviors proven to drive revenue and brand outcomes. Especially because, and this is the other point I think Dave made really well with reference to channel, everyone in a business is now in the business of selling. You know, whether you're a telemarketer, an SDR, BDR, ISR, a field marketing person, manning a trade show booth, you know, an inside salesperson, an outside salesperson, we're all sellers. We're all in the business of selling and closing. And guess what? We're mostly all on the phone now. And one of the biggest advantages that Sandler brings in terms of its, you know, of its proven industry leadership, its decades of work with professional leadership, management, development, and coaching is it helps us address, I think, a very key blind spot that technologists often have, which is focusing on functionality. Um, and I think what together we sort of bring to the table, hopefully, for our clients, our customers, our mutual sort of customers, is this common language, a common set of processes, a skill and knowledge-first approach that is defined by winning attitudes and behaviors that ultimately drive to the business outcomes that our customers are looking for, be it you know, employing fair market practices in terms of how their salespeople engage or delivering the best possible solution to the customers of our customers. And, you know, so when you put those things together, especially in, in the current climate with companies worldwide increasingly supporting and even requiring their customer-facing teams to work from home, but also stay engaged and effective, there's a systematic need for alignment of best-in-class methodology, professional learning, customer-specific content, manager observation and intervention, as well as disciplined seller execution. All of these elements in that repeatable systematic methodology has never ever been more important. And I believe what Mindtickle and Sandler can do is support these distributed, remote, distant, digital, deskless teams with a proven standard and a playbook of best practices, content, training, 
coaching, uh, visibility, and intervention ability that is accessible anytime and anywhere, but always in the context of a buyer interaction. And we're really pleased, we're very fortunate to have this partnership with Sander because now we can also give organizations as we work with them, um, you know, access to top-notch expertise, training and methodology as part of that holistic approach to sales readiness, which is ultimately what we live and die by as a solution provider to industry. Yeah, I'll tell you, if I just jump on for a quick second, I, I think that common language amongst all the sellers has never been more important. And the ability yeah. to make sure that we are a single voice, regardless of where I am from the organization. And I'm finding for the first time that single voice tools that we need, because oftentimes it's all over the place. That's why I think that what you do at MindTickle is so important to give them that foundation, that platform, where we're all acting as if we've been selling for 30 years, even if I've been selling for 30 days because I've got access to the playbooks, I got access to the, everything that we've talked about just raises my game so much faster, which I think is obviously good for the, good for the organization, good for the individual, and good for the client as well. So it's just a winning combination in my mind. Yeah, thanks, Dave. You know, as, as we look at the marketplace, we as partners and our customers and clients alike are all challenged, I think, today to make revenue performance a high priority. And maybe as a way to leave our listeners with some tangible takeaways, perhaps you could walk us through or talk us through an ideal situation and how we would work with a client. And maybe what's some of the critical pain points you see MindTickle and Sandler addressing together. Um, Gope, would you mind uh, addressing that? Yeah, I'd be pleased to, uh, Kevin. You know, I think I would start with sort of the top three questions. I certainly encourage our sellers um, to be asking of their clients, and in many ways also applies to our own sort of go-to-market thesis, if you will. I think it's very important to start by asking, uh, asking sellers, do you understand your buyers? Do you understand the buyer's persona, the ideal customer profile? And is your sales process, your sales methodology, your sort of behaviors aligned with the expectation of the buyer, you know, no matter where they are and whether they employ a, a standardized buying process, a team buying process, whether, you know, irrespective of the urgency or the needs of their, of their particular company, what is the end outcome you're trying to get towards? And part of that is then understanding, do your sellers have the skills to provide the hyper-personalization, the targeting, the engagement, in every single interaction with that buyer, be it a functional buyer, an economic buyer, a user buyer. You know, is your marketing, your, your sort of account-based marketing, your account-based engagement aligned? Because if you don't have any of that, the first place you should be doing, the first thing you should be doing is taking a step back and looking at your methodology, you know, your, your knowledge, your skills, the ability for your managers to engage, review, shadow, you know, ride along and intervene and also help you sort of understand what skill gaps need to be remediated or in other cases, what skills need to be reinforced in a manner that they are consistent with the customer's buying journey and the many personas across that customer that are part of that initial sell and the ongoing customer lifetime. The second piece I think is, is really about the customer again. It's, you know, don't equate selling to just salespeople, especially in the subscription economy. Literally everyone, this is a point I made earlier, you know, has one of many interactions with a buyer, which means you need to be thinking about, you know, the leaders across your company, people who might be on that executive bridging call. 
you need to think about the you know the trade show guest guy who's doing demos your sales engineers your professional services people your customer services success people what is the professional sort of um, development journey of those individuals and do you have a sales first persona that you're investing in across your organization that can benefit from the kinds of methodologies the content the development programs that sander for example has in place the third piece is you know in in as we move towards a model where buyers and sellers alike are distant um and they're effectively digital you know do you have the right modality you know the right combination of modern learning techniques um you know plugins to understand what people are saying on that first call or on that closing call you know how are they presenting the elevator pitch how are they doing solutioning discovery needs analysis you know do you have the remote selling proficiency of fluency do you have the ability to engage and educate your sellers in the flow of work which is now increasingly merged with the flow of life you know do you have the ability to deliver space reinforcement of key concepts that they must absolutely internalize for those moment of truth conversations do you have the ability to do virtual ride along so sh- shadowing observe what they're actually saying what kind of sentiment they displays uh, do, uh, sorry if you will uh, display in interaction with the customer are they making eye contact are they empathetic listeners those are some of the you know things that a technology approach makes possible when combined with the methodology and the content and the expertise that sander brings together and i think that holistic combination is what i would encourage um, prospective clients or current clients and customers of mindtech and sander to think about in terms of you know what is that platform for the next generation of our company the next generation of a universal set of sellers that we always want representing our brand to our current and future customers and for me you know i would ask organizations and i think they're struggling on you know where what what's the platform that you go to to help sellers become more effective and i think you'll hear blank nothing or you'll hear a thousand different reasons you know, different ways because they haven't really gotten one that works and i believe mind tickle is that i think that if you ask leaders how long does it take a new hire in your organization to become productive and you'll hear first of all i don't think they know that number but you know our our job as senior leaders is to shrink that is to make it as easy as possible and to make sure that that person has everything that they need in different parts of that journey regardless of the persona and right now that does not happen and so to me i think that's one i also would ask people what is your what is your co- coaching culture what is it i mean write it down and most sales leaders can't really tell you that what they'll tell you is that they're great at it but i think we've already said you know i think most of it's based on fantasy and i would ask an organization to to think about if you have get 10 sales people in your in your uh, a room give them a blank piece of paper and have them just say hey write down your your process that you follow from the time that we prospect to the time that we have a happy customer and you're having you know additional products and services that you're bringing to the to the table what does it look like and i i would bet that you're going to have 10 different versions and then if you add other parts of the organization into that it becomes worse because now you're asking hey do we have a consistent way to for the buyer journey are we do we have a single voice 
And I think once you start asking those types of questions, it's going to become very apparent that what Mind Tickle brings to the table and what Sandler, it's like the what and how is now combined. I think that is really what, you know, excites me is that's that what and how, you know, where. And, and to me, I think that's one of the things that I would start asking yourselves, uh, asking the leadership. And if you start to say, well, I'm not really sure, or there's inconsistencies, you know, then I, I think this is a great relationship. And I also would ask, you know, most of them don't even have playbooks. We've talked about this. You know, what's the way that you're getting the best of the best in your customer interaction to the rest of the organization? How, how are you doing that? And I think in today's world, you know, the buyers don't care about silos. They want a single voice and they're going to jump. And I think sales is going to go much faster than it ever has just because now doing remote, most salespeople would tell you that they, they can't sell remote. But now they, we've proven and the buyers and the sellers have proven it's possible. And so I think the speed by which things are going to happen is going to increase. And I think then you need to make sure that your sellers are self-sufficient. They have all the best of the best at their fingertips regardless. And I think that's really what excites me. And I don't think the majority of organizations would say that they have those things under control. Uh, that's a fantastic point, uh, set of points there, Dave. And, you know, Kevin, if you don't mind, I want to jump in on sort of two things Dave said, which I thought were extremely compelling. This notion of a paper-based exercise with, with all or a subset of your sellers in terms of, you know, what they might consider to be um, things that they're missing in their repertoire or potentially to try to get a sense of uh, uniformity in terms of preparedness around the core um, skill set or situation, combined with this idea of having a playbook. You know, one practical exercise I would encourage, you know, companies listening to this podcast to do is maybe consider having a subset of their sellers load themselves presenting the corporate pitch in the MindTickle missions application and then having Sandler do a review for consistency, for clarity, for quality across those pitches against what they consider to be a gold standard pitch. And right there, I think you'll start identifying a variety of elements that represent room for improvement in just that single you know, uh, event that often sets the tone for what the prospective buyer thinks of you as a vendor, as a partner. Um, and that allows you to start peeling back you know, some of the elements of that winning methodology, winning training, coaching, et cetera, that you know, builds into that playbook that works towards creating the profile of you know, the ideal seller for your organization. And those are just practical elements to get started in terms of how you might take a simple baseline evaluation of one or two core competencies or skills that you've identified as, as, as a measure of success for your sales team. How nice would it be if you were coming into the organization and let's just use a 30 second commercial. And you were you're given a 30 second commercial in your virtual playbook. You rehearsed it, you got feedback, right? From Sandler or from your sales leader. And you can make that instantaneous improvement. I mean, think about how much time that yeah. saves. Plus the confidence and conviction that you are now giving your sellers is amazing. And quite frankly, listen, Sales is a tough business. We lose more than we win. So when we can have that, it's a head game. If we can get those tools, have that confidence and conviction in real time, it's awesome. And listen, in today's world, without that, sales leaders don't have the time. Time compression 
is one of the hardest things that sales leaders would say. But that all goes away with the with mind tickle. It just goes away. Well, fantastic, Dave and uh, Gope. Thank you. This has really been a wonderful conversation. Um, I think it really highlights why we're so excited about working together with you to help our clients reach new heights in revenue performance. And I know that we've barely scratched the surface today and our listeners may want to learn more about how they can benefit from what we're doing together. And so Dave and Goat, maybe you could leave off with what are the best ways for our listeners to further engage with our respective teams? Well, from our end, you certainly can go to LinkedIn and connect with me. I'm, I'm happy to provide anything that will help you be more successful or go to sandler.com. It would be the two best ways for us. Thanks, Dave. I know how to reach you now <laughs> on the most serious <laughs> note. <laughs> uh, similarly, you know, feel uh, free to drop me an email, gope at mindtickle.com. Certainly a website, um, you know, remains a good source of current and ongoing information and resources that may be able to assist companies looking at how they can get um, more out of our partnership with Sandler. And uh, certainly our social channels are also, as Dave pointed out, a good resource. That's excellent. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate your partnership. Thanks again for that and for sharing your insights with GOPE today. And listeners, thanks for joining us, and we hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.